When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube. Post up five hours after the heat game ends, before floor, an hour before the heat game begins, and plenty of content throughout the day and throughout the week. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and also the like button. We appreciate that. And spell out FiveReasonsSports.com for the latest content. On all the South Florida teams without a paywall for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Hussam Patel, Alex Baumgartner, Austin Robillard, and others. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We mention this one every night. This is the official sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. From a fantasy perspective, it's prizepicks.com. You can download the app at Google, uh, the Google Play Store. Also on the Apple Podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> it's been a long night, but a good night. Also on the App Store, if you're an iPhone person. Um, and again, it is free. But if you use the code 5, F-I-V-E, your deposit up to $100 will be matched dollar for dollar. You don't need to use it all at once. You can play any of the sports. Of course, we play the NBA here, and we do prize picks on five before all the heat games to tell you what to play. You shouldn't have gone over on the Tyler Hero threes tonight. I apologize for that one. But go to prize picks. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That's a special promo through our network. And now, tonight's bewildered remarkable amazing what the hell did they just do episode Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. You've got Greg Sylvander. will be joining in a minute. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander, the Miami Heat with really a defining win for this group. Uh, that's how I look at this. Uh, 109-103, they get off to a 26-point lead in this game. And when you talk about holding on for dear life, this was the absolute definition of it. They gave up some of that lead before the end of the first half with Boston going on a 10-0 run. Then they lose Jimmy Butler at halftime with knee inflammation. I'll give you more on that as we go forward. Marcus Smart pulls a Paul Pierce without the wheelchair. Jason Tatum with some remarkable return. The crowd goes crazy. Miami can't buy a bucket for most of the fourth quarter. After in the third, they kind of, is like every time they needed something, somebody gave them something. But they had six points through the first nine minutes or eight or nine minutes of the fourth quarter. But they close it out. A big Kyle Lowry steal. Victor Oladipo's defense, which is going to get a lot of love from us tonight. And Bam Adebayo, you talk about a response. Greg, Greg Sylvander said it. He heard the noise. He made some noise. 
one of the best performances of Bam's career under the circumstances without Jimmy Butler, considering all of the criticism that I think he was rightfully taking uh, through the first couple games of this series in terms of his offense, he put the heat on his back tonight. He did what a max player does on the offensive end, not just the defensive end. I mean, this was, and I'll go to you first, Greg, because I know the words you're going to use. I mean, you talk about a gut check. This win was a gut check. Like I, there's, it's, it's a defining win for this particular team. And, and I, I'm just thinking about PJ Tucker's performance tonight and Vic, Victor. I mean, just ser- I mean, the job that he did, it's going to get overlooked because what he ended up with like five points. We're going to talk bam, but it, it was really remarkable, honestly, what they did tonight. One of the, I mean, I, I said it on Twitter and I'm going to reiterate it here. One of the most gritty, grinded out, absolute um, playoff road victories, like for them to go into that building and to get up big and then for the Celtics to start to chip away at it, chip away at it, chip away at it, get it down to, uh, what was it, 15 at the half. Then there's no Jimmy in the second half. Like that's worst case scenario when you think about the way that this offense has been operating. No Jimmy Butler for an entire second half. Bam Adebayo steps up. You see these performances. Victor Oladipo, four steals, and it was more than just the steals. There were so many other things he did well. Kyle Lowry was the stabilizing presence. Again, P.J. Tucker, I mean, he's just every, – every time I think I could love him uh, more in terms of being a Miami Heat player, he shows more of it. To me – This is so huge because it actually in a weird way can kind of reinforce to these guys that they have the ability to step up when Jimmy is not there. So um, Chris Haynes reported, and and I know Ethan, you were uh, mentioning this on our off the floor feed as well, that it doesn't appear that Jimmy Butler's uh, injury is serious and that he should be able to play. He doesn't expect to miss any games. So for me, like for them to gut out this victory, no Jimmy in the second half, it's just absolutely huge for this series. It's a total game changer. Let me give you an update on that before Brady breaks some of this down. Uh, I talked to two sources about Jimmy. This, of course, is the same knee that he's had trouble with during the playoffs and actually during part of the season, although it wasn't widely reported. I've reported on five on the floor and off the floor that he probably will need offseason surgery on this knee. Uh, Jimmy doesn't like to talk about injuries, but I would anticipate we're going to get a press release at some point saying that he's got, he got this thing cleaned out sometime, you know, before he heads off to France or wherever he goes in the off season. Um, you know, it's inflammation just like it was the last time it swells on him. The next uh, 24 hours will be critical to see if he can play in game four, but winning this game may change the equation. They went up to Boston and they did what they had to do. They got one. And they got one without Jimmy for the second half. And and we really should devote the entire second half of the episode to Bam. So I want to cover some other guys here first. Victor Oladipo started in his place in the second half. We've talked about Brady, him earning the minimum contract at various times, right? But no time like tonight. (laughs) Okay. And, And I mean, to me, that's a player that somebody pays just for that defense, like with nothing offensively. And it, it speaks to the sacrifices he's made. And, you know, we had questions about him as a, whether he'd be a team guy with this group, you know, there had been some questions in Indiana and other places about that. Um, You know, whether he was serious about fitting in, he literally did not look for his shot unless they absolutely needed it. He just defended his ass off tonight. 
And I think that's what made him a Heat player in the first place. A guy that's been an all-star, but is also willing to come in, enter, and be just a straight-up defensive guy like that. I think he was the, the player of the third quarter. For the fact that you have to step into the role of Jimmy Butler, but you don't play to the level of him where you're saying, I don't have to be Jimmy Butler. I have to be Victor Oladipo here, and I'm going to defer to these other guys. I'm going to play my role. Uh, there was a time at the end of the third quarter where I was like, he's been the best player in this third quarter, and he hasn't even been good offensively. Like, he was kind of just standing in the corner, watching a little bit, moving around. But he's been – was that good defensively that Jalen Brown had a really good game in this game. Like, he ended up with 40 points uh, on 14 of 20 shooting. But he also had seven turnovers, and I can guarantee probably four of those – were Victor Oladipo like he was bothering him in that second half like it's one of those things where we we look back to what PJ Tucker did to Kevin Durant like when he was with Milwaukee and they say yeah he got that number at the end but he had to earn it like he had to get to that point because he made it difficult that's what Victor Oladipo did to Jalen Brown in this game so talk about earning a minimum like this game alone definitely does that four steals in that type of 20 minute span where you can kind of dominate and we always talk about him being an on-ball threat. Like, the off-ball stuff he was doing in this game was incredible. Just denying the loose ball stuff. Like, that was kind of just going around for everybody. I think this was just a huge – we're going to talk about Bam, like you said, and we're going to probably talk about Kyle Lowry. But what a game for role players. And I think that's what makes this stuff to talk about gritty. I, I said before this game, I think minutes should go up, which it did for Bam. Bam played 42 minutes. But they kind of went another direction where they used basically every card they had on this roster, except probably Udonis Aslam and Haywood Highsmith. Like they went down the line and said, we're going to try to utilize whatever we have down this roster. Uh, and I want to say, because I know I, I'm sure he's not going to get a full segment here. So I just want to throw this in. Max Struess, like he deserves some real love from this game. 16 points doesn't really say it, but there was one part of this game where Miami's just holding on in the fourth quarter to hold on to this lead. It's a four-point game. Jalen Brown hits a three. The place goes crazy. Now it's a one-point game, and I feel like everybody just generally said, okay, that was the shift. Like, they held on for so long, but now you don't have Jimmy Butler. They don't have offense going. What do they do? The next possession, Max Struess comes off, flies off a screen, squares up, and hits a three. And, and that play shifted everything in this game. That allowed Miami to get into their offense late in the game. If Max Struess doesn't hit that shot, I just don't think they win this game. Ends four of seven from three. So just the role players in general. Uh, and then you mentioned P.J. Tucker, the what he was able to do defensively. Like, he did basically the opposite of what Oladipo did. Like, Oladipo was containing, swiping. P.J. Tucker was just basically bothering Jason Tatum with physicality. Like, he was going to overplay him. He was going to get into him. He was not going to allow him to be comfortable at all, which he was not, even forgetting the, the injury that happened. He was three of 14 in this game with six turnovers. Like, Jason Tatum was all over the place. And you know what you're going to hear on, on TV tomorrow is that Jason Tatum needs to be better. Not the fact that PJ Tucker was the reason that Jason Tatum played like that. So I think he deserves a lot of credit too, but it's just, that speaks to what this team is. They've been a team that relies on depth, relies on a bunch of guys. And for them to plug guys in and just move these roles around and these guys step up, that just kind of speaks to it in the Eastern conference finals. And Greg, that's why, that's why the national media doesn't understand this team At, because, and that, that's why you have at halftime, you know, basically the, all three on the halftime crew are saying, you know, the cell, if the Celtics do this, if they do this, if they do this and, and the 10 0 run in the end of the first half. And I know it gets irritating for me to keep talking about this, 
but but this is this is kind of what Mark Jones was talking about a little bit when he was on with us. But but it's also just why this team is so hard to define. People look would look at Victor Oladipo's box score tonight seriously, and say like you're casuals, right? And say he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Like where's Vic from Indiana, right? They don't win the game without Vic. They don't win the game without Max's. I I thought the Max three and then obviously the Bam, uh, the Bam, the Bam, the Lowry steal was critical. The Max three is what kept the thing from going completely the other direction. I think without Struess making that three, they lose by 10, honestly, because the way that the momentum was building in that case, and Miami couldn't find anybody to get a shot off. If he doesn't make that shot, they lose by 10. But beyond that, then you have the BAM shot, okay? And, and you know, I, again, I want to save this because I, I feel like he deserves his entire segment here. But, but just <laughs> his desire to take that shot, make or miss, his desire to take that shot. And I think what it speaks to, Greg, is what we talk. It's, it's not just that we have enough or all the rest of that, but it is we have seen this repeatedly this season. When somebody is out, somebody else assumes the role. Brady's talked about this. When, when Lowry was out, Gabe did the Lowry things. Earlier in the season, when Robinson was struggling, Struess would fill in for him. Uh, we've seen Oladipo fill in for Butler and, and do certain things. But tonight it was Bam filling the Jimmy Butler. I'm going to put you on my, my back role. And, and these are different roles and you need them. You need people to fill them. And then PJ throughout. Um, before we get to Bam, though, give me something else. Give me something other than Bam, because I, I, I just want to go all Bam in the second half of this episode. I mean, I think that the the one other thing to take from this is that when you look at um, what Boston did, they really started to trim down and only play basically five guys. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, for as much as he was uh, successful in Miami, et cetera, like they, they abandoned the Daniel Tice thing uh, and they went with those guys. I'm interested to see how they bounce back, um, banged up. Jason Tatum got banged up. Marcus Smart banged up. Them guys running into the tunnel like they're hurt and then running back out later to the standing ovations just – made me want to throw up um i this is the thing for me kyle came back tonight and he was effective six assists only two turnovers four steals hit a couple of threes was able to play 29 minutes did not appear to be a defensive liability it's really good to see kyle lowry in that in that form because if jimmy can come back and play and they've already got the one so like this is a really important piece to this they got up to boston they got this victory. Now game four is really like a gravy type game and they can get greedy with it. But I just feel like this was the game that they, uh, considering they got up, you know, what was it? 25 or whatever the crazy score 26, was. 26. They had to get, they had to get this one. This would have been so deflating. So for me, um, before we pivot completely to bam, the big thing is just how monumental the victory really is in this series. And the smile on Pat Riley's face that was starting to creep up, but he wouldn't let it get there in that building. I mean, I know that's not the building that's, you know, that he was in for a lot of his grand moments, right? It's the other one down the street that was, you know, that was there before, but uh, with a real parquet, <laughs> but there's been some moments in that building too. And, and I, I got to think for him, like the guys who did it for them tonight, like, just think about that. The guys who did it tonight, Okay. Bam out of bio, you know, picked out, you know, back end of the lottery, PJ Tucker, 
acquired this offseason, sort of a quintessential Heat player, and the flyer he took on Victor Oladipo uh, for a minimum contract, and for them to gut this thing out, pretty again, like I said, it's just it's a remarkable win. Um, all right, we're going to talk more about Bam here in a second. Before we do, Brady's appearances here on Five on the Floor brought to you by our friend Eric Rubenstein. You can find him at Ask About Me. I got you on Instagram. I always say this is the most entertaining Instagram account that any personal injury attorney will ever have. More importantly, more importantly, in addition to being a huge Heat fan, uh, he also is just really great at his job. So check out Eric. Uh, he can handle everything from car accidents to slip and falls to medical malpractice for you. Uh, he's got all the details. If you follow him at Ask About Me, I got you. He's got great advice on there for you, even if you're not hiring an attorney right now, just something you might want to put in your back pocket. But you can find him at 954-829-ERIC. That's 954-829-ERIC, E-R-I-C. Again, or on Instagram at Ask About Me, I got you. Help is on the way, okay? If you need some money from an accident, He's the guy who can do it for you. He's got a great team behind him as well. And you can talk some heat basketball uh, while you're waiting in the courtroom also. So reach out to Eric again. It's 954-829-ERIC. You know, if we're going to talk about a guy um, and we're going we're gonna to nitpick, right? We're going to nitpick. And, and we just did an episode where essentially I threw out the comparison. Is Bam Adebayo Draymond Green? I mean, 10 years younger and not a bad thing to be. And we all agree that Draymond Green's a max player in his current role. He's a star in his role. If that's all Bam becomes, then are you okay with that as a max guy? And I think we, we all said, I think the three of us and Alex, we all said, yes, we said yes. But this is the tease. <laughs> like, like tonight, like this is the tease. This is, it's in there. And it, it's just like, it's almost like, if you're Bam, do you do that tonight? Because then everybody's going to expect it the next time. But he had six shot attempts in the first five minutes. How many did he have in the last game? Six, right? Yep. Total? Tonight was his career high in, in field goal attempts, postseason or otherwise, per Cooper Moorhead on the timeline. And it's not just because Jimmy was out. That's the thing. The first half of this game, the most aggressive guy on the floor for the Miami heat was bam out of bio, but then you needed something else at the end of the game. And then he gives you that jump shot from about 13, 14 feet from the wing and basically closes the deal tonight. I'm going to go to you first Brady, because we have talked about how do you get him more involved, right? And whether it's scheme, whether it's attitude on his part, whether it's rotation and players on the floor, it felt like it was all of it tonight. I, and, and I think it started with, with Kyle Lowry, but you also mentioned, and I know we're not going to speak real highly of Tyler Hero tonight because that was that was a dog performance tonight. There's no way around it, okay? He did not step up. He looks lost. I don't know if he's injured because something. I mean, I'm not making excuses, but at the end of the game, uh, you know, he, he had a wrap there, so we'll see what, what comes out there. But he did not close this game. And I, I tweeted in the third quarter that I don't think he should close this game, right? When Marcus Smart went over him for an offensive rebound and he couldn't get anything going offensively. But also they did, as you mentioned, match some of the hero BAM minutes tonight to get BAM a little bit more comfortable. So I guess, was it all of it? Definitely. I, I think it was a mixture of it all. I think the starting point was, like you mentioned, they came into this game and, and Spo even said it this morning they were going to make find a way to get Bam involved. And I think one of the ways Deadman did get its quick two fouls, but the substitution pattern where instead of bringing here at the six minute mark, 
They bring him in at the three minute mark. So then Bam re-enters at the three minute mark just to kind of match those two players up. And as much as we talk about Tyler in this game struggling, in that opening stint, he did a very good job of getting Bam the ball in his spots and kind of getting him involved in that way. But back to Bam, the biggest thing more than anything is something I said a lot, even on pregame, is Bam on a bio is a rhythm player. Like if we think of guards, we think of shooters, we think of a rhythm player. Bam on a bio needs to see the ball go up early in a game, needs to see the ball go in early in a game to get going in that way. And that's what you saw in this game, I think, the biggest thing is if you, if you were to say that you were going to get a 31 point game like this on 15 of 22 shooting, you think of the Nets game, you think of face up jumpers, you think of a lot of that type of stuff of working on face ups. He did a lot in the post where he was just bodying guys, getting into a turnaround jumper. He had a left hook. Like he was just throwing in these different elements plus being used as a roller. And when you combine all of that, you're not one dimensional saying, okay, I'm going to post up here. I'm going to take a face up jumper here and you just play freely, it just makes the total difference. And the reason I say it ties all together is more than anything, more than schematics or the way he's being utilized or where he's being utilized, every time he took a shot, he wasn't thinking. He was just going up. He knew he had to go up every time because they knew that they had to get shots up for him. And there was a couple of plays there where he went up, he got stripped, and he reattained the ball and went right back up and he had a jumper. Like, that's the type of stuff where you know what, what mode Bam Adebayo is. When he can kind of get the ball and still continue to go up with it, even after just being denied, like more than anything, we talk about aggressive Bam. You just need confident Bam. You need a, a Bam that's going to be comfortable in himself. And then tonight, he was comfortable in himself. Like every element that you've seen him be great at, he was. Like not only in half court, but he's running the floor. He's just doing a lot of these different things. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I think Kyle Lowry deserves a lot of credit for that. Like, I think Kyle Lowry deserves a lot of credit in this game because I don't think they went down the stretch if they didn't have Lowry just setting them up and being the calm force without Jimmy. But for getting Bam involved early, he was really just getting him in his spots. And he came into this game, I think, knowing that he wanted to get him there. Uh, but to score also 31 and have one free throw, that's another just crazy part of this. And I will throw in the fact that mentioning that Bam had one free throw, the Heat didn't have a lot of free throws. The yeah. fact that they had 14 free throws to the Boston's 30, and that number kind of went up at the end because they ended up getting fouled so many times at the end of the game. That number was not as big as it is at that point. But to, I guess, play with, with eight on five there at times, Bam just really showed up in terms of just all the elements that we talked about and just being aggressive. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah, I think the free throws were at one point 28 to six, I believe, until the Heat had a run of them at the end of the game. And I actually have a Celtics fan arguing with my tweet on Twitter saying that the refs were were bought were heat biased. I'm not an officials person. People know that. I've been doing this for 25 years. I, I don't that's not where I go usually. Um, I've seen it cut both ways in a lot of ways. I saw Dwayne in 06 finals. Okay, I was there. This is this was atrocious tonight. I'm sorry. This was this was not just a product of the Heat not attacking the basket. 
literally every 50-50 call for the first three and a half quarters went Boston's way. Every single one. And, you know, this is a real thing. And I don't know that it's a Celtics bias. It's a home court bias in the playoffs, okay? And it just is. And the officials have always – if you look at the statistics – it's not the, the chicken and the egg thing where people are like, well, yeah, the home team gets more free throws because they're usually up late. It's not, that's not the reason. The reason is because the officials are human and they get caught up in the crowd. And I've talked to officials about this. And tonight was one of those absolute examples. The, the officials were literally, it, the, the Heat were playing eight on five tonight. I mean, they were. And, and on, you know, so again, I, I'm not, I don't go there usually. I think it's weak from, for fans to go there most of the time. This was disgusting tonight. It really was. Now, part of it is Jimmy's. Jimmy was out in the second half and that, that cuts into a little bit, but he wasn't getting calls in the first half either. Um, it's just, it was, it was, and, and look, game four is going to be worse in that regard. Okay. Cause the NBA has an interest in this thing going seven. Uh, no question about it. The ratings are going to go up in this series, even as players fall off. But Greg, let me go to you on this because you, you, um, you know, you, you put on our, our off the floor feed earlier today, which we, we hope that people subscribe to um, $3 and five cents a month, but we put a lot of stuff there before anywhere else. I put the Jimmy stuff there a quarter before I put it on Twitter because, you know, we have paying customers. I'm going to go to them first on it, but Greg, you, you posted on there. Bam heard the noise. What does that mean? I mean, for me, it's, I mean, it got so loud that I don't think you could avoid it. Uh, I think Bam Adebayo is also plugged in um, to social media just enough to get a gist of what the heck is being talked about. And also uh, this you know, it kind of got beyond just social media, frankly, it, 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 it was noisy enough to where, you know, you had the broadcast, we talked about Eric Reed, et cetera. So when I checked in with somebody um, that, uh, you know, is kind of close to the entire situation there in Miami, uh, bam, heard the noise was that was what I heard. And that was an ominous thing. Cause it's like, okay, you need to step up in that scenario. And that was where this game tonight for him, Brady hit the nail on the head in terms of like for him to get 31 with, with one free throw and for this team to get out rebounded by 10, but forcing 23 turnovers. It was just one of those games where um, I thought bam on both ends spearheaded, basically everything they were trying to do. Uh, it was one of the most impressive games from him in the playoffs. And to your point, as we cycle all the way back to the beginning here, with the context going into the second half with no Jimmy Butler and that Celtics team was, they were, they were taking shots and getting back in the game. And every time, even when they were down 12 or they would cut it to 10, the fans were acting like they just took the lead. It was crazy. Like they, there was a, a crazy atmosphere there. The heat held them off and it was Bam Adebayo leading the way. It's nice to see him answer that calling after it was so apparent that they needed it. Like that's a really positive development for this organization. Yeah. I'm to me, this is the, this is the most important game Bam's played. I, I know that, we're going to talk about, you know, the block on Tatum and the regular season game winner against the Nets at home or the way he took over a fourth quarter in Washington a couple of years ago without without Jimmy. But this was all of it. Right. This was the noise. OK, this was uh, the road crowd. So it's not at home against the Nets in a regular season game. This was the postseason. And this was without Jimmy Butler in the second half is literally all of it. And he didn't fold. And this characterization that we have of him, that he may not be as alpha as some of the other guys on this team, this was the alpha performance. I, you know, Jim, uh, Eric Spolster said it afterwards. 
He said, because uh, I'm, I'm following Alex's feed here, so I apologize if I'm a little bit slow, but, but he basically said he did the Jimmy thing. He did his version of what Jimmy does in terms of do what's necessary to win the game. So it's just, you know, I, it really is. I mean, he deserves all the flowers for what he did tonight. He also had two huge blocks in the second half uh, and was still doing all that stuff defensively. Like if he's on another team, this would be the type of performance they would break into programming to talk about. Okay. And instead, of course, everybody's saying that the post game is all about what is exactly Brady, what you said, what Tatum didn't do, um, what Miami didn't do. Uh, Bill Simmons just tweeted and I just went back at him. I mean, not that he'll see it, but he just went back at him. He's his tweet was Miami is smart, turned it into a football game and it worked. Celts couldn't handle it. I tweeted back the free throws were 30 to 14 Boston. That included Miami's late tech free throws and late put away free throws. Bam had one free throw. You're not going to escape the narratives here, but the thing is for everybody. And I saw some Cleveland writers and some LA saying they're tired of the heat culture stuff. And Greg, you know, I give you a hard time about it, but literally this with this win embodied it like all of it, like every part of this, this is not a game they should have won. It's just not, it's on, on the context of it. It's just not a game that they should have won. Okay. And we can talk about how bad Marcus smarts injury looked, but Marcus smart was, was doing, uh, I mean, he was, he was doing cartwheels after he came back. Okay. I mean, he, lit, he literally was, do, I mean, he had it. Um, I mean, what, what's Dwayne's old move. The, uh, you know, the, the, not the crossover, the, uh, you know what I'm Euro talking step. about. Yes. Marcus was literally Euro stepping when he came back off that ankle. Okay. So how bad was the ankle? I'm sorry. The whole thing's ridiculous. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about where this series goes. And now when we come back before we do, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. You can reach out to him at markbrownpa.com. That's markbrownpa.com. He tweeted me during the game. He says, if I'm a sponsor, do I get inside info? So I will admit, okay, that in this particular case, it didn't just go on off the floor. It actually went to Mark first about Jimmy Butler's situation. But here's the thing. Mark can get you an estate plan. Okay. And you need that. Okay. If you're young with a family, you especially need that. Make sure you know where your money's going to go. He's based in North Lauderdale. He does a great job. He'll go through all the forms with you. He'll make it easier for you to kind of understand it. Um, and he's got right there in house. He's got a title company um, so that you can, uh, he can handle your real estate, your closings. He did this for me in a couple of cases. And yes, he also filled out an estate plan. So I make sure that my daughter is taken care of. So reach out to him at 954 954- 566-5678. That's 954-566-5678. That's markbrownpa.com. And I do want to mention one more sponsor here, and that's therapistpreferred.com. You get the gummies, the tincture, the sports cream. Go to therapistpreferred.com. You get 25% off if you use the code five. That's the number five RSN. That's therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five RSN for 25% off the best CBD. It'll help you recover. It'll help you sleep. There's a bunch of players in the Heat and Celtics who could use that right now. So go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. And for your state plan, reach out to Mark Brown. And your closings, reach out to Mark Brown at Mark Brown, M-A-R-C, brownpa.com. Here's the thing about this series. Now, we don't know where it's going to go because we don't know who's going to play. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's going to be that the, the who's in, who's out on Monday night, Brady. I'm going to be up in Boston, by the way, so I apologize for that. Uh, but when we do that, Brady, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, now Kyle Lowry is going to play. We assume, I mean, he looked fine tonight. Uh, Tyler hero, I guess is a little bit in doubt there. Jimmy Butler would be a lot in doubt. I do. I can make the case for holding him out of game four. I mean, I guess if he's at 85, 90%, you try to steal it. Right. I mean, I, wh- wh- where, where does he have to be? What do you think, Greg? He's playing. I you mean, think so? I, 
Yeah. And also, um, I mean, frankly, it's a little bit of dot connection because when Chris Haynes is tweeting out that he should not miss any games like that, like I'll, I'll read the tweet for everyone here. Jimmy Butler's knee injury isn't being considered serious and there's a strong possibility it doesn't cause him to miss a game, miss a game, meaning like he'll be back next game. To me, like that information is being fed to Chris directly there on site. So uh, I feel that that's probably, you know, but this is the one thing about it, Ethan, to your point about him being in doubt, what he wakes up and feels like tomorrow and how functional and how stiff it gets, et cetera. I think that there is going to be question marks about his ability to carry the load the way that he has and again this harkens back to the bam stuff like Mm -hmm. they needed it now because i don't know that jimmy's going to be able to come in and get 49 and and eight in the next game you know so it's a situation where i think he'll play but you know in terms of his effectiveness in terms of him being able to log heavy minutes uh i think that that's very much touch and go well that's a good point because jimmy hasn't played that well when he's been banged up this year like when, when he comes in, when we're, when we're talking about Jimmy being questionable, the results have typically not been good. There, there, there's a big difference. We always talk about this. Like he, he'll come out and you'll know in the first couple of minutes, like if he's got jump, like if he's over the rim or he's not. And if the knees, it's the same knee. I mean, if the knees bothering him again, he might not be, but let's pivot to the other side. Cause there are three interesting situations here now. Okay. I mean, first I thought the, the absence of Robert Williams was huge at the start of this game. And I mean, Robert Williams may have cost himself three, four years on his career by coming home, coming back from, you know, doing the surgery that he did to uh, to shave the meniscus instead of repair it. Um, I'm familiar with that particular procedure. I mean, he basically did, you know, that to come back sooner. That may cost him. That's something Dwayne Wade did in college that he always regretted. I don't know if he's back for the next game. Daniel Tice was ineffective completely. They took advantage of him. Horford was really the only big that was uh, gave the Celtics anything tonight. I mean, smart for all the theatrics, and I know it looked bad, but I said, I even said, I felt bad about it on our thread. I said, you know, with smart, you never know. And then he was back three minutes later. There's always theatrics with him on this stuff, but that may swell. I mean, he may not be able to play. We'll see. Okay. Um, and he did miss a game in this series with injuries. And then Tatum situation. I mean, the shoulder, I mean, who knows how that's going to feel in a couple of days. Those three things could affect it considerably. So, I mean, Brady, there's no sure thing on the other, and they're not as deep as the heat. So there's no sure things over there either. No, definitely not. Even look at tonight, you talk about not being deep. Miami was attacking Tice because that was the matchup. Like they were going to go right at him and they did and it worked. So what did they do? They played Daniel Tice 11 minutes in the game and they basically rolled out the same five the rest of the time. They gave uh, Derek White and Pritchard 14 and 13 minutes. Other than that, it was the same five-man group of the front court of Horford, Grant Williams, and Tatum who played 42, 39, and 41. So that's they have the opposite approach of Miami when guys go down. Like Miami looks to their 11th and 12th guy when everybody goes down, and the Celtics basically look to their first, second, and third and say, you're playing seven more minutes than you already were probably. Uh, so it definitely changes things dramatically. I think the Robert Williams thing is probably more important than anything. Like, of course, the Tatum's smart. We know – if they are, they're out, that changes things. But Robert Williams not playing changes their entire defense. Like when we heard this news in the regular season, when we said, okay, when they said Robert Williams is going to be out and they don't know when he's going to return, we said, well, there's an opening. Like that, that's, it's, it's really unfortunate for Robert Williams because he's kind of the glue to it all. And it changes the versatility that they have and not being able to attack anybody. Now there's opening. So if he doesn't return, I think that's big. Uh, and on Miami's side, 
Greg, you were mentioning about question marks maybe for Jimmy. It depends on like when he wakes up or maybe the next day that we could enter a fourth element here where you say Kyle Lowry was okay, but hamstrings are very weird where you just played 29 minutes in this game and you wake up tomorrow, you wake up the next day and all of a sudden it's tight again. Like that's a very, that this is going to be a day by day process with Kyle Lowry. Uh, so that's, I guess another thing to monitor, but it's going to be, it, that's kind of what Miami, I think Miami likes these situations. Like Miami fits this type of build, this type of series, this type of in and out mentality more than anybody that's left in it right now. Like they, this is Eric Spolster's bread and butter that he could kind of throw guys in the mix like a Victor Oladipo and they could kind of save you. So uh, I think there's going to be adjustments. I think um, Boston, by the way, I just want to throw this in as well when you talk about adjustments. They didn't shoot bad at all. Like they, they shot... 49% from the field and 38% from three. They had 23 turnovers, <laughs> like 23 turnovers to eight turnovers. Like that is not a free throw element where refs are dissecting that. This is like a Miami Heat defense that played absolutely awful in game two. I think it was one of their worst performances of the season in game two defensively. And we could talk about Bam out of bio coming, turning it around and, and coming back in game three ready. Eric Spolster came back ready in game mm-hmm. three, where he locked in this defense, no matter who was out there. It didn't matter if they had two weaker defenders out there or if Jimmy Butler was out in the second half. They were locked in defensively. They were rotating everywhere. Uh, so adjustments, whoever is out there, basically what I've been saying and I've been aligned with this entire series, no matter who's out there on either side, if the Heat's defense is playing to their peak levels, they're going to be in any game moving forward. Like that's what's going to happen. They're going to have choppy offense. Sometimes they'll have a hot spurt like they had in the beginning of this game. But if this defense can play like this – that's what they can win any series left. And that's why they're a contender to me, Greg. Um, this is how I view this, you know, the playoffs, we remember certain games and remember them as kind of characteristic of particular teams, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, one of the games that I always remember for the big three era was that close out in Chicago, because that mm-hmm. to me, that typified like just, the havoc that those two guys like that, that when they were tuned in together, there was nothing you can do. And I look back at that game four against Indiana 2012. Okay. I, I was sitting there, you know, baseline, just like what the hell's going on. I mean, Dwayne Wade was awful in that series. Chris Bosch was out. Dwayne was yelling at Spo. Dwayne was, you know, going to see Tom Crean to get, you know, his, you know, shots at his knee and all the rest of this stuff. He made one layup at the end of the second quarter. Okay, Dwayne LeBron got him a layup. And then from then on, that second half, it they went nuclear. And like those two games, like people talk about the Ray Allen game, but to me, those two games, they talk about the LeBron game, LeBron game in in Boston in game six. So the Heat, they've had some, some struggles up there against the Heat. Okay, some memories against the Heat, but that was just a LeBron masterpiece. But when I when I think of like the big three and the Dwayne LeBron combination, I think of those two games. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, I'm going to think of this game for this team. It felt, I know that the Philadelphia series got a little shaky when Embiid came back and they won two, but I feel like most Heat fans felt like they would kind of figure it out that the Sixers would fold. They didn't have that kind of mental fortitude. Harden's a joke. Okay. All the rest of that stuff. I just wanted to say that one more time. Um, but nobody believes that about this Boston team. Like nobody no. believes they're mentally frail. Okay. Like, no, I mean, this is a tough minded team. They're well coached. Uh, their stars care. Okay. And, and so to me, the playoffs started tonight. Okay. Like, like this felt like you're in the run with them. 
You're right. And 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 when I what I was going to tweet right now and actually use the personal account for because I don't do this much. You know, tonight this felt like a Miami Heat team that refuses to let this season go. Because we haven't until Brady just brought it up there with the defense, we haven't really talked about that on this podcast, which is that they just got embarrassed at home. I know. Like, like a lot of teams would have folded. But this this the circumstances, Jimmy out, hero way below standard okay way below and we just have to acknowledge that at this stage all right we just did a podcast about which of the two guys was going to step up one couldn't have stepped up more and one couldn't have stepped up less okay but all of the circumstances of this game and the struggles to score and to pull it out in that environment it it just feels like a team that does not want to let this season end and that's a really dangerous thing it's a perfectly put really dangerous thing it, it really is. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll close with this. I think that it is, it's, it, it, it's informative to us that maybe when things look bleak or when they get punched in the mouth in a game, like I felt like after that Boston victory in Miami in game two, people were legitimately like thinking that this series was over, that an avalanche head was about to hit them. And the more you think about it, like this team just got, you know, it went to seven with Milwaukee and lost games uh, when they played Brooklyn. I mean, there were some hotly contested stuff going on. So like there are beatable and then the heat go in there and do that. You're totally right. It's absolutely a signature victory for this particular group in this East Eastern conference finals. They um, claim back home court, which I think is another huge element of this. And to your point, they're not going to be denied. They may end up getting, um, beaten by a team that just can't miss or they'll have a a team that just is overmatched from a talent perspective at some point you never know how that goes but for now let's all react less game over game like this is some team that's just all of a sudden going to shrink and um this is not that type of group this is a resilient team and like i think we should just be mindful of that go forward because damn like how many heat teams have been this resilient not many it's felt like some of those you know timmy's o teams when they would figure out a way to grind out games on the road you know we forget the Knicks series we'll put those away but there were except in in a bigger game because i really game yeah in, in, in in a bigger game and and this this makes you feel that if this team does get down three two in this series or in a final series that it's not over and, and with a lot of teams, you know, it's over um, that series in Golden State and Dallas right now. That looks over to me. I, you know, it, it looks to me like Dallas has kind of figured out this is this is as far as we can go. I don't think the heat this heat team believes that. I think they think they're going to win a title. And in a lot of ways tonight, they embodied Jimmy in the second half. And, um, you know, they we talked about is Jimmy going to get help? And then Jimmy, you know had to help himself to the locker room and there was help everywhere. So tremendous performance for the Miami heat. Thanks to our sponsors, Eric Rubenstein, uh, 954-829, ericpricebooks.com, or just download the app. Uh, use the code five F I V E therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five RSN. That's number five RSN. And uh, I can't remember the other spots. Oh, Mark Brown, markbrownpa.com. Uh, thanks to Mark. And yes, Mark, for your sponsorship, you get the information first. Anybody else wants to sponsor? I'll put you right in line behind Mark. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.